Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Sports Player Podcast. This is uh, Ethan Chap and Evan Sillip. And um, today we're going over Week Three reactions. Uh, the first game we're going to talk about is the 49ers and the Giants. And this game was like the backup JV team in the 49ers playing the Giants, and they were still favored, and they won 36 to nine without who were they out? Bosa was out. Someone Thomas is out. Garoppolo's out. Kittle's out. Uh, Coleman and Moser were out. McKinnon and Wilson Jr. played, and McKinnon left the game injured. And also, I mean, this is, he's been out for the whole season, but they also don't have a wide receiver, over reliable wide receiver, because Debo Samuel's been out for the whole season. And then Richard Sherman's out. Yep. The list goes on, and then they also are playing at MetLife, so even though Jimmy G could have played potentially, he decided to sit it out because MetLife's stadium. Field has been getting people hurt, yeah. So, and the 49ers still won, once again, 36-9. to and they were favored going in this game, and it's just kind of a testament to how talented this team is and how much of a mess the Giants are without Barkley. It, even with Barkley, yeah, but without Barkley. Barkley can only do so much. Yeah. He, he might make it a 36-17 game or a 36-16 game. Yep. All right, next thing we're going to talk about is uh, Washington football team and the Cleveland Browns. The Cleveland Browns won this game 34-20, to despite uh, Dwayne Haskins throwing three interceptions, fumbling the ball twice, and losing one of those fumbles. Um... To me, the Browns, they uh, like late in the third quarter, this game was still kind of close. They had two back-to-back drives that they had to punt like up in their own end zone. And I thought that the offense, in my opinion, on those drives like really disappointed me in a time in the game where they should be taking over. And if Haskins didn't start throwing to the wrong team, uh, this game could have ended poorly. So uh, I didn't really love the Browns' offensive performance in this game. Only the way anyway. I mean, they won by two touchdowns, but the way that they were getting the ball on turnovers was... You can't expect that any more times in this year. The only thing that I liked, the only thing I liked about the Browns' offense this week was their double running back scheme that they've been doing all year. Yep. Because it just, even though passing the ball wasn't working or wasn't exactly not working, but it wasn't like their bread and butter. It they could just rely on Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt to just carry the payload with 154 yards. Come on, yeah, and Chubb ran for two touchdowns. Uh, okay, the next game we're going to talk about is the Bengals and the Eagles. And, um, like, I just have to take my hats off to Joe Burrow. Like, I think, oh, this game ended in a tie, 23-23. Uh, I think Joe Burrow's playing amazing for his first three games in the uh, NFL, especially with how much he's supposed to pass. He has a pretty terrible O-line and a pretty bad defense. And this game, he's getting taken shot after shot, and he's just running around and um, making plays. And the one standout receiver that I was really excited to see was uh, T. Higgins who got two touchdowns, uh, five receptions for 40 yards, and I was just really excited to see him uh, actually, like, play well. And then on the Eagles side, uh, Carson Wentz has been, like, one of the, if not the worst quarterback, like, so far on a week-to-week basis for starting. Uh, he's just been just not himself at all. He's, I think he's thrown, I don't even know how many, I think he's thrown, like, four interceptions, which is almost as much as he threw last year or the whole year, and it's only week three. So he's looking really rough, and the Eagles falling to 0-2-1 is just a really bad sign for the season. Yeah, um, for me, the Bengals, like, Joe Mixon was an all-pro for his first year, and then he just hasn't been able to get his feet off the ground since. And with the lack of the running game, obviously you need a, you need a good offensive line, which they don't have. Yep. But the running back should be able to punch through for a little bit more. Then only 49 yards on 17 attempts. He only averaged 2.9. Yeah, that's rough. That's, if he, it, it takes four drives to get a first down with only 2.9. Yep. And then Joe Burrow is throwing 44-plus or 40-plus each week. 
there's only so much you can ask him to do. Yeah, I agree. And putting putting your team up 23 against uh, without an O line, without a shred of an O line or a run game, I think is fantastic for yep. a rookie quarterback. Yep, no, he's kept him in every single game so far. So I'm excited to play. I'm excited to see him play in Week Four. Uh, next thing we're going to talk about is the Oakland, or not, not the Las Vegas Raiders and the New England Patriots. Uh, the Patriots won this game 36 to 20, and the standout player in this game was uh, Rex Burkhead. Who had two uh, rushing touchdowns and a receiving touchdown, and also Sony Michelle, who had nine carries for 117 yards, averaging 13 yards a carry, which is actually insane. Um, Cam Newton had probably his worst game of the year, but it was still okay. He completed 17 out of 20 passes, 162 yards, one touchdown, one interception. And Derek Carr played uh, pretty good as well. He had a good start to his season. Um, two touchdowns, zero interceptions, 261 yards, and 24 completions on 32 attempts. I think the big thing from this game, the biggest takeaway is Belichick found a way to contain Darren Waller, which was Carr's number number one. And then once he found out that, it was just easy pickings on playing zone for the rest of them. Mm-hmm. But uh, shout out to Hunter Renfro stepping up yep. because honestly, I wouldn't have been able to name him before watching this game. And he got six receptions, eight, 84 yards, and a touchdown. No, yeah, he's been a little Clemson wide receiver. They've been trying to get in, involved in the offense for a while. So, yeah, he had he had his breakthrough game, which is good to see. It's good to see because Derek Carr doesn't have a lot of help on the receiving end, especially when Ruggs is already banged up. Yeah, I mean, their next, their next best, in my opinion, would be Aguilar, and he can barely catch a cold. Yeah. Uh, next game is the Bears and the Falcons game, where, uh, once again, the uh, Atlanta Falcons blew a lead in the fourth quarter. They got outscored 20-0 to zero in the fourth quarter. The Chicago Bears won this game 30-26. to 26. Um, Mitch Trubisky got benched in this game for Nick Foles and he led the comeback. Uh, he completed 16 out of 29 passes for 188 yards with three touchdowns and one interception. And then to compare him to uh, Mitch Trubisky, it was 13 completions on 22 uh, pass attempts for 128 yards, one touchdown, one interception. I don't think Trubisky was playing uh, absolute, like, absolutely terrible. I mean, like he was still playing good enough for them to win. They were down, but uh, I mean, Foles did step in and he made the big throws in the in the third or in the fourth quarter to come back and win. So, uh, I mean, hats off to him. But once again, it's all about the Falcons' defense blowing uh, 26 to 10, um, 26 to 10 score in the fourth quarter. Yeah, I don't know how much I agree with the benching. I mean, obviously it worked out, yeah. so I can't say it was the wrong decision. But for me personally, I feel like you got to give your guy a chance to come back because they what they were two zero, two to zero, two and zero. He's, he's they're two and zero with him. Yeah. So he's led you to two back to back wins, and they've been very good. He's played very well those those two games, and then. Benching him and then naming Nick Foles a starter, I don't know how that's going to work in the locker room. Yeah, I mean, I guess we'll see. That's, uh, that is very true. I think I think with the Bears, I think that they're two and zero, and like the way the reason why they think they're two and zero is not because of Trubisky. It's because of the defense. Yeah, so I think that maybe the team is okay with trying something else and seeing if they don't have to come from behind. I mean, maybe, but I mean, we'll see next week. Uh, I was surprised when he got benched, but it worked out. So I think they'll probably just go with Foles until he loses it back. So just like the um, Jameis Winston, Ryan Fitzpatrick thing. Yep. So uh, a few other uh, plays I want to call out was Allen Robinson, who had ten receptions for 123 yards with one touchdown, and he almost had a second touchdown. But when he went up to make the catch in the end zone, it got taken away from him. Yeah. And then I also want to call out Jimmy Graham, who hasn't been a receiving threat in forever. He had six catches for 60 yards and two touchdowns. So I mean, he finally broke through. He did nothing last year. 
And then Calvin Ridley, once again, 5 for 7 110 yards. He's just becoming a star. And it's actually really exciting to watch, especially because uh, that's one of the player that me and Evan have liked since he came out. So um, I'm just really excited to see him. I think he's had 100 yards in every single game this year. Um, and he was the number one threat because uh, Julio was out this game. Yeah, I, I agree. And then for me, Matt Ryan is pretty much to blame for this other than the defense, the Falcons' lack of defense period in the fourth quarter. But, like, Matt Ryan just fell apart in the fourth quarter as well, which he's done through multiple games. <laughs> but I, I want to shout out to Todd Gurley. He only got 14 carries, but, I mean, like, that's what they that's what you expect from him. He, he has arthritis in his knee. He only plays so many downs. But he went 14 carries, 80 yards. He averaged 5.7 per carry, and he got a touchdown. I think that's all. That's, that's pretty good. That's literally what you're asking from. Yep. So overall, I feel like the Bears are not the most solid 3-0 ever, but I feel like they're the defense can come continue to carry that. The, yep. the, I mean, me and you have both agreed that if you have a bad, if you have a really good defense, all you need is a okay to good. It's like, the Steelers, it's like the Steelers of last year. Yeah, I'm actually, I'm actually excited offense. to see them play the Lions because, like Stafford, if he has Galladay, Stafford is the offense. Like I think the Detroit Lions are yeah. probably one of the better. Uh, probably gonna get some flack for this, but I think they're one of the better offenses in the league uh, when they're healthy. Yeah, they have weapons, and Stafford doesn't really make mistakes a lot. And they're just deep in most positions. The defense is really, really, really bad. Yeah, but uh, shout out to Akuda getting a interception. Yeah. Interception. Um, next thing we're gonna talk about is the Rams and the Bills. So the Rams got up to a huge. Uh, not the Bills. Um, the, the Bills won this game thirty-five to thirty-two, and the Bills had a huge lead in this game. At one point, it was I want to say twenty-eight to three, and then, and then they got outscored fourteen to seven in the third quarter and fifteen to seven in the fourth quarter, and they actually went down with about like I think like a minute or two left, and then they had to go. Josh Allen had to go on a uh, game-winning drive. So Allen's just been playing out of his mind. He has he's completed twenty four out of his thirty three pass attempts for three hundred eleven yards, four touchdowns, and one interception. Um, yeah, he's just playing great. And yeah, they kind of struggled in the second half, but when they were down and needed a touchdown, he drove down the field and scored a touchdown. So I mean, uh, we had we both we had both had the Bills in this game. Uh, when they, they were blowing them out twenty eight to three, I thought there was nothing the Rams could do. But uh, Jared Goff got it back in the game and. Um, Daryl Henderson, the backup running back for the Rams, just absolutely went off. 20, uh, 20 carries, 114 yards, 5.7. Yeah, so. I, I want to, yeah, shout out to Henderson. He's been, he they put a lot of work, they put a lot of a load on him, and he was able to produce with 20 carries, 114 yards. He averaged, again, I think this is a consistent number, mm-hmm. 5.7 yeah. yards per carry, and then a touchdown. I mean, that's all you can ask from him. Yeah, and actually, golf's playing pretty well, too. Even though it's not our favorite, twenty-two completions, thirty-two attempts, three hundred twenty-one yards, two touchdowns, one interception. Uh, I was good enough to get him all the way, get him a lead in the fourth, and then his defense kind of fell apart a little bit. But uh, it was definitely, it was a definitely exciting end, exciting game to watch yeah, in the second half. Again, shout out to the defense to getting the ball back. Yeah, especially against the Bills. Yeah, uh, the Bills defense is really good, so uh, they got back in the game. So uh, next game we're talking about is the Titans Vikings. Another game where the Vikings got way out in front. And then the Titans... Oh, the Titans won this game 31-30. to And they just slowly came back off of field goal after field goal after field goal. Uh, Derrick Henry also was, like, their main workhorse on offense, which isn't really a surprise. 26 carries, 119 yards, average of 4.6 yards a carry, and two touchdowns. And the Vikings, the big player I want to talk about is... Um, well, Devin Cook finally had his big game. 
22 carries, 181 yards, average of 8.2 yards a carry and one touchdown. And then Justin Jefferson, yes, sir. He had seven receptions, 175 yards, 25, uh, average 25 yards a catch and one touchdown. Uh, I was super excited to see him uh, thrive, and I, I, he hasn't really done much the first two weeks, but man, did he blow up for this game. So that's yeah. like the second option they need. Kirk Cousins is still struggling with three touchdowns and two interceptions, but um, glad to see Justin Jefferson. They couldn't hang on to the win. Kukowski hit six field goals. Yeah, I so mean, the man went from uh, one and four yeah. week one to nailing. He, six he hasn't six. missed one. Yep. Since he had a long fifty-five, he went six for six. So um, probably not the most exciting game to watch, but uh, that was a good comeback and just perfection on the special teams of the Titans. It's just, I, it's just for me, it's so surprising watching the Vikings go zero th- oh and three. Yeah. Like this team beat the Saints to go into the division. Yeah, uh, it's been That's it's been very. Very interesting. I think that's we, we both had them winning the division. So yeah, that's well, <laughs> that's a rough likes. one. Packers and Bears and even the Lions are looking a lot better. Uh, other game, quick. Uh, Jets Colts. Colts absolutely destroyed the Jets, thirty-six to seven. Xavier Rhodes, even though some people in the last year on the Vikings saying he was washed up, getting burnt deep, had two interceptions and a pick six. Other than that, I don't really have much to say about it. It's just that uh, Phil Rivers got to got to end his day early with Jacoby Brissett coming in because the defense just absolutely took care of this game. Yeah, I mean, my biggest takeaway was this defense without Jamal Adams can't is it struggles, and yeah. then also the play calling on offense is spotty at best, mm-hmm. and then also I I hate to say it, but Sam Donald's decision making during that game was not what they needed to be. Yeah. So you can't blame all of this on Adam Gase. Yes, he needs to go, but that I mean, there was a few throws, through a few interceptions that just weren't yeah. Adam Gase's fault. That's just Sam Donald making a bad read and yep. the pick six, for example. Yep. Next game is uh, Lions Cardinals, where the Lions actually uh, won this game twenty six to twenty three, and I just chalked this game up to Kyler Murray. Yes, he is a he's a dynamic playmaker. I love watching him, um, but he completed twenty three out of thirty five of his pass attempts. For 270 yards, and the big difference here is he had two touchdowns and three interceptions, compared to Matthew Stafford's two touchdowns and zero interceptions. And for he completed 22 out of 31 of his attempts for 270 yards. So the same amount of yards, same amount of touchdowns, but Kyler Murray threw three interceptions and Matthew Stafford threw zero. Um, one of the big things is for the Lions was the Kenny, Kenny Galladay coming off of injury was huge for them. It was just he's been proven. Last year, that Matthew Stafford—that's his clear number one. If he's on the field, he's definitely getting the ball thrown to him at least four times. Yep. And then he's also found T.J. Hawkinson to be a reliable, just cr- cross middle. Well, we thought he was gonna be last year. He's become this year. Yeah. So I like how he's kind of merged his way into the system. And then also, look, uh, shout out to AP. I mean, he didn't have spectacular numbers with 22 carries, 75 yards, but he's like 36, 36, yeah. like. <laughs> It, all, him and Frank Gore are the only two like living sta- like statues, legends in the running back position. In the running back yeah. position, like it's just kind of wild to see him drop, still drops seventy five at such a physical position. Yep. And then of course I gotta talk about DeAndre Hopkins real quick. Ten yeah. receptions, hundred thirty seven yards. Uh, him and Kyler Murray are just their their connection. The first three weeks has been actually insane and. Uh, I know Hopkins has been, he's been down twice, like, diving for the end zone, so I know the touchdowns are coming, but, because he's, he's still a good red zone target, but, uh, yeah, I just, he's been killing it there, it might, he might be on pace for one of the best, like, 
starts as a receiver on a new team. Yeah, he's three back, isn't he three back to back hundred plus yeah. yard games? And I think it's been over like I think it's been hundred twenty plus. Yeah. And then uh Andy Isabel had uh, two touchdowns on four catches. Uh he just was a nice little uh I think both of them were like fade routes to the corner. Yeah. And then Murray just dropped them in perfect. But I think uh the big thing was DeAndre Hopkins was cutting to the left on one of the drop yep. He cut to the left, and the whole defense shifted to answer him. And then as he, Andy Isabella, being the fast kick returner that he is, yep. he was able to just slide past and get a quick. Dunk. And uh, Murray, when he's on, I mean his his arm is amazing. He just lay, it like yeah. is like placement into his hands. So, but also shout out to the Lions for getting in his face. Yeah, no, Akuda got one of those picks on yeah. the um out of the, on the three interception deep throw. Once he got rattled, he didn't really recuperate that well. That was my biggest thing that I saw was he started like trailing once he got yeah like fourth quarter he just got shut out yeah so yeah no the Cardinals beat him in total yards passing yards and rushing yards um but the three interceptions compared to the zero is just what really did him in and okay the next thing we're going to talk about is the Buccaneers and the Broncos uh this was just a veteran Tom Brady picking apart uh a young and depleted Broncos defense they have two starting um rookie cornerbacks and they're out uh, Von Miller, so Tom Brady three three touchdowns, zero interceptions, just playing uh, completed twenty five out of thirty passes. He's just playing smart and not throwing the picks, and I mean he just has better weapons. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, for real. it just came down to he's throwing to Rob Gronkowski, OJ Howard, Chris Godwin. Yep. Mike Evans. Yeah, Mike just, Evans had two receptions for two yards and two touchdowns. Two two all pro. Yeah. Wide receivers, in my opinion, two all pro tight ends. Like, they're just gonna pick apart any secondary that's not veteran based. Yeah. And this is Tom Brady. This is this is the first game we didn't throw a pick in, but it was because there was no one to really throw a pick to. And it's no uh, surprise other than that the Broncos' offense. Or not Justin off. Simmons. It, it's no surprise that the Broncos' offense didn't get off the ground. I yeah. mean, it's just they're down to their third string quarter or yeah. second and third string quarterback. Just cool gang and Brett Ripon. Also, the running game just didn't get off the ground either. So. No. I don't think this game. I don't. The Broncos didn't go into this game thinking they were going to win. I don't think so. So, I'm not really surprised at the outcome. All right. So now the game that we're going to talk about next is the Dallas Cowboys versus the Seattle Seahawks. The Seattle Seahawks won this game 38 to 31, improved to 3 and 0, and the Dallas Cowboys are 1 and 2 now. Um, once again, Russell Wilson just playing out of his mind. 27 completions for on 40 attempts. 315 yards, five touchdowns, zero interceptions, and it should be six touchdowns. But DK Metcalf decided to stop running at the two yard line, and uh, Diggs yeah, had an cool, amazing, Diggs, yeah, Diggs. had an amazing hustle play and punched the ball out. Trevon Tra- Diggs, Tra- Diggs, nine tackles, had the, led the team in tackles by double, and punched the ball out. And he got beat deep, but then he hurried, he hurried his ass up and punched that ball out, and made honestly a game changing play because this this game should have been. Not even close at the end, and at the end, the, the Dallas Cowboys had a chance to win it. So, or not win it, but force it to overtime. So, um, yeah, just Russell Wilson's playing out of his mind, and um, uh, yeah, so yeah, Russell Wilson's playing out of his mind, and uh, Metcalf made up for the fumble. I mean, not really made up for it, but he had a big touchdown catch to put him up in the fourth. The, last, the one that got him to 38 31 was Metcalf uh, throwing it, but Russell Wilson in this game, uh, Tyler Lockett absolutely went off. Uh, he had, uh, well, yeah, three touchdowns, nine receptions for 100 yards and three touchdowns. Uh, and then Metcalf had four receptions for uh, 110 yards and two and one touchdown. It should have been two, though. Um, Russell Wilson on the deep ball is just, like, 
the, I mean, I say this all the time. It's just the most accurate. I mean, like, the ball is so catchable. It's just, like, exactly where you want it. And I, I don't really know like, if how you can stop him. Like, if you're comparing two QBs, like Mahomes and Russell Wilson, Mahomes can throw it further, no doubt in my mind. Mm. But Russell Wilson's going to put it perfect placement every yep. time. But Mahomes also does it more. Like, Mahomes, yeah. like, throws it a lot more. Russell Wilson, when he does throw it, it's going to count. So, yeah. it's a little bit... I don't know if it's more impressive, but... It's, yeah, you can tell he's making plays, and he doesn't need a million chops to do it. And then I, I want to shout out to uh, Dak Prescott dotting up. I mean, he had two interceptions on 37, 57 attempts and 37 completions. But he had two 100-plus receivers and then 86 with Mario Cooper. And then Cedric Wilson got five receptions for 107. Yeah, he was a shock. Yeah, then Michael Gallup. Two touchdowns, too, Cedric Wilson. Missed that. Whoops. Michael Gallup got six receptions, 138 yards, and then one touchdown. Yep. So, I mean, well, I think Amari Cooper being able to take off the heat and be a reliable source to be receptive, to just get the ball to him, he'll, he's going to catch it. And then with once he gets the heat off, Michael Gallup's a great deep threat, as he's shown yeah. with these passes. Uh, Cedric Wilson, both of his like, were across the middle, and then next thing you know, there was like, he was just gone, and there was just no one there to tackle him. Yeah, both it, of them. It honestly looked like he teleported in. Yeah, like, it was like, there was just no one in his way, and he was just flying to tackle him. Man on a mission. Yep. Next game was a Sunday night game, uh, Green Bay Packers and New Orleans Saints, and the Green Bay Packers won this high-scoring game 37-30. to uh, Aaron Rodgers completed 21 out of his 32 pass attempts for 283 yards with three touchdowns and zero interceptions. But the player, I, oh, and Al Lazard actually had, he took, he, he took, he stepped up and made, and became wide receiver number one with, uh, when Vontae Adams was out. And he had six receptions for 146 yards and one touchdown. And he was just Rodgers' deep threat. And yeah. I think it was two or three plays where he got open deep and Rodgers threw a ball and he just went and made the play, so... His injury, I think, is going to hurt for weeks to come. Yeah, no, I mean, like, hopefully uh, Adams can come out this week, but you just hope that he's 100% healthy, so we'll have to see for week four. Yeah. But the player of the game, and I think definitely player of the week. I think he's I think he's a unanimous player of the game, and I think it's debatable player of the week, but I, he's my player of the week. Yeah, exactly. Same. Uh, Alan Kamara, who he had six, <laughs> six carries for 58 yards, uh, averaged 9.7, but he did most of his damage, which is 13 receptions, 139 receiving yards and two touchdowns, averaging 10.7 uh, yards a carry. So last week they struggled with that Michael Thomas. This week they said, "All right, we'll just throw to our second best player on uh, offense," and he just completely took over the carry load. I think he had 197 total yards. He had a stat line of pretty much CMC last year. Yeah, he just That's just what you can ask for. He did everything you could want, and he was taking on like five players at a time. He's he he unstoppable, explosive, and I mean, Alvin Kamara got the paycheck, and I think he's pay- he's. He's showing why he got it. Yeah, he's yeah. There's been a few running backs that haven't really made their paycheck worth it, but he has made every dollar worth it. He's coming out, he's stunning up, and I think with the loss of Michael Thomas for these past three weeks mm. has really gave him the chance to shine. And then with Drew Brees feeding him, yeah. I think he's going to continue to drop this kind of stats. Yeah, uh, yeah, he's, he's going to be a problem for at least a little bit until Michael Thomas comes back. Uh, completion-wise, Drew Brees... Uh, 29th leashes on a 36 pass attempts. So there's a problem with there was a little worry with accuracy last last week against the Raiders. He only threw 70 completions. Now, 13 of his completions did go to Alan Kamara, so they're not very far downfield, but he still made the throws. He had a uh, 288 passing yards, three touchdowns, and no interceptions. So no big problems. There was no turnovers in this game on the Packers teams, and both offenses played pretty well. And it just seemed like to me 
at the end of the day, Rodgers was just hitting on the big plays that the Saints just are limited to in their offense. Oh, I and, I mean, that's what Rodgers does, though. He just kind of picks you apart. And he also has the hard count down to a tee like he always has it. And with no fans, he gets his free plays, and then he strikes you downfield for a touchdown or a big gain. And he, once again, he did it again. And it's kind of just like a masterpiece. As actually, probably, other than Rodgers, like, rolling out throw, which the one he got hurt on. But, like, other than that, that's probably one of my favorite parts of watching because, like, he is the one quarterback every year in the big games because, like, when you watch him in primetime, he'll do it once or twice. And it's like, I don't understand how, like, he's so, he's mastered it to the point where he can do it twice a game where it actually affects the game. He gets someone to jump off sides and then he, and then he makes a giant play out of it. Yep. So, like, because he knows, it's almost like he knows he can throw a pass that's, like, carefree because if they pick it, doesn't matter. And he just, he just does it perfect every time. Any other things in this game? Um, For me, it was just. This was a shootout. This yeah. was the shootout of the week. Um, it Aaron Rodgers' ability to throw long, I think, is what gave them the edge here. Yeah. Because Drew Brees, I think, his furthest throw in the air was twenty five. Maybe. Yeah. And then his, I mean, he had a bunch of rack. Yeah. Like Alan Kamara, he would catch in a run after the catch was absurd. Yeah. All right. Both defenses played pretty bad. I mean, obviously the score is thirty seven to thirty. Yeah. But like, like the the tackling on the Packers defense. Trying to tackle Alvin Kamara was a joke. They didn't Oklahoma drill. Yeah, and Jerry Cook uh, has been kind of disappointing this year. He had two catches for 21 yards. Uh, he did get a little banged up in this game, and I think he might be questionable for next week. But um, I really like him. I was expecting a little bit more from him this season. So far, what we've seen. So hopefully he can get healthy and then be a part of this offense. And then the Monday night game. We have the Kansas City Chiefs and the Baltimore Ravens. The Kansas City Chiefs uh, beat the Ravens at 34-20. But honestly, this game, like... Seemed like a lot bigger deficit than only two yeah. possessions. I just. Oh, let's start with Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes had 31 completions for 42 yards. Or four, 31 completions on 42 attempts for 385 yards, four touchdowns, zero interceptions. Um, so the first thing I want to talk about is like the first half, uh, the, the, the Kansas City Chiefs scored 27 points to the Ravens 10. And they could have scored uh, an additional seven, but Hartman dropped the touchdown, so it should have been like thirty-four at the half, um, thirty-four to ten. But uh, the schemes that the the Chiefs were running were almost like they were like they were out coaching the Ravens. They were just there was just wide open players downfield like every time. Oh yeah, uh, Hartman was running wild. Hill was open. Kelsey was open down the middle. Like uh, they attacked Patrick Queen, and they actually the Ravens actually took Patrick Queen out in the fourth because there was one like. They hit you with a screen pass with Clyde, and he tore on the field. So the next time, they go fake the screen pass, and then Clyde's supposed to be in the middle field, and then they, they Patrick Mahomes turns around, throws it to Kelsey. He's just open in the middle field. On the one where, I, I think the Ravens blitzed Humphrey like four times, and all like all four times, I agree, he's probably our most physical defensive player, but he's probably our best all-around coverage corner, like physical-wise, especially when you have Kelsey to deal with. So you have... On the one play in particular, with Humphrey screaming down the blitz, he almost hits Mahomes, and then Hardman cooks Elliott on a double move, and he's just wide open in the end zone. So, like, I understand, like, Chuck Clark and, like, Elliott are our safeties now. Earl Thomas was a problem, but, like, Earl Thomas, like, if he had to go because he was a rocking problem, I understand that, but, like, he wouldn't have gotten, he wouldn't have got bit and gotten absolutely burned. Chuck Clark and, Earl, and Elliott both got bit on a, on a double move by Hardman. When you're playing the Chiefs, you need to know that you can't give them the big play because Mahomes will burn you every time. Um, I have to disagree with that because the Titans game in the playoffs, yeah. he let up the wide open. I I can't even name you the t- Titans wide receiver that did it. Uh, it was Humphrey. 
It was Humphreys. It was Humphreys. I beat Humphreys. Yeah. No, but Earl, Earl, Earl was probably in contention somewhere. The wide receiver. Yeah, Humphreys. Yeah, Earl Thomas slid up though. Uh, it was it was Humphreys' man. It was I, 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 I agree. One. Yeah. When he got burnt, but like you know, it's also for me for me the blame. Chiefs. No, no, for the Chiefs, you have to you have to play contain on them. You can't let them like you can't let Mahomes get free big plays because that's what they thrive on. Because he's not gonna miss them. But also on the Ravens, on the Ravens side of the ball, um, I think the Ravens' pass rush was terrible. Uh, I saw a stat: we blitzed twelve times, and Mahomes had completed ten of those, averaging seventeen yards a game, and he scored two touchdowns. Um, what, what watching the game, every single time he blitzed him, he would he was a millisecond away from getting hit, and then he found a wide open receiver. Yeah, because I just feel like Andy Reid is one of the best go- one of the best coaches at just picking apart a zone defense. And yep. we played zone the whole time. Yep. Oh yeah, now, we, we gave them ten Rams yards. Played zone yep. the whole time. We gave them ten yards. To start, we were playing ten yards off of Hartman, ten yards off of Hill. We're all the and Watkins, Watkins was running wild too. I felt, and um, they were all just running around the middle of the field, and we're just giving them yeah. five yards, five yards. We need someone that fast. We need someone that fast. Hartman or Hill, they can run a quick comeback and get an eight yard gain in a yeah. second. And we, we didn't start playing like press defense until the second half, and then we, they only scored seven in the second half. Yeah, um, they they pushed Marcus Peters up on Tyreek Hill and he was yeah. able to body him for the first so five yards. Our defense, I feel like the first like three drives, they scored like three touchdowns like right away. Um, played pretty bad, but after that, the amount of time that they were spent on the field, like I can't be that mad at them when they continue yeah. to play bad because they have to all be gassed because they were on there the whole time. Um, I felt like Lamar got a lot of heat, but our pass rush wasn't working on defense, and then on offense, he had no time. Our O line was not blocking anything. Kind of block a toddler. I was yeah. watching. Um, Chandler, just wrap around the right, and he would just throw yep. the tackle to the left. They were they were saying how Lamar wasn't looking downfield to make plays, but you can't you look can't. downfield to make plays when you have two free rushers in your face. And like when he when he was actually running like a triple option yeah. on the first drive, and then again later in like I think the third quarter when they were trying to come back, he actually looked good. He was making all kinds of plays uh, on the run. He had nine carries for eighty three yards, nine point two yards averaging, but. When when the, when that pass rush came through, there was nothing he could do. And then on the flip side, he did he did miss like four or five throws. I know he missed. Yeah, the, he missed Andrews once. Andrews also dropped a touchdown, he, and he, he threw behind him. Hollywood twice. That could have been two touchdowns. But and he Andrews threw one for far on. Yeah, would have been another. So he missed. Time. He had like four or five missed throws, which is for like you should have like two a game, especially yeah. on like plays that could have been easy touchdowns or first downs. But Mark Andrews and Hollywood Brown, I think, came up small in this game. Andrews dropped, I know, two first downs and a touchdown. And a touchdown hit him right in the hands right before halftime. And that I could have been a little, maybe a little bit of a, like a game changer. And then Hollywood got like lit up on the first drive across the middle. And it just seemed like he was off the rest of the night. I, I couldn't have counted how many times he went and did a slant in front of the linebacker. Which he and, never does. And he, yeah, I mean, he shouldn't be doing that in, in general. But I mean, like, if you're Marquise Brown, you got to at least try. Because I was watching it. He, he grabbed the ball, yep. and then he must have felt the presence yep. coming, and he just fell and dropped the ball. Yeah, no, no. He's always a shot away from contact, so I don't know what makes you think he's going to change on a Monday night primetime game running across the middle of a linebacker. I, yeah. I just felt like the coaching... I'm not trying to blame it on Harbaugh. I think every yeah. every single unit played bad except Tucker. And uh, just, just special yeah. teams in general. Yeah, special, team, yeah, special teams played good. Oh, yeah, and then, oh, yeah, yeah Duvernay had the, the kick return. Yeah. That honestly was the only touchdown in the first half. Is the only reason why we really even had a chance going into the second half. But, yeah, special teams played great. Uh, O-line, bad. Pass rush, bad. Secondary linebackers, bad. 
Lamar played. I don't think he played terrible. I think he played worse than average, especially his average. Yeah. Uh, receivers obviously played bad, and um, Andrews played bad. So I and the O line probably was the worst next to the pass rush. I mean, Mahomes it felt like got better on the blitz. Yeah. So I don't know what you do. I don't if blitz team didn't work, but then if you drop in the coverage, if you let him have, if you let him have all day long, he'll eventually make a play. Actually, Calais Campbell made a nice play on the screen pass was killing us, and when they were in. Uh, like at like the twenty five, they're right outside the red zone. They try to run a little slip screen to hide, and he jumped in and batted it away. Almost got a pick. Yeah, that was the one good defensive play I can call out. That was like actually, actually, Ardenas in the second half made a few stops. They made that one fourth down stop, or they stopped the run. But I mean, other than that, it was it was very hard to watch. I don't really know what any like big like I don't really know if there's a positive takeaway other than Duvernay. We we finally have a kick returner again. Yeah. And a Tucker's just Tucker, and Buckner. They were comparing Buckner to Tucker before the game, and he missed the extra point. So. Dude, honestly, if I'm if I'm keeping it real, I feel like I, I forgot who said this. I heard it. This isn't my words. The only team that can beat the Ravens rush is the Ravens. Our first drive, we went out rushing the ball, and we completely decimated their defense. Yeah, we, we were pushed down, and then. The second drive, we go up and we try to pass the ball instead of going back to what they couldn't stop. Yep. And then it felt like we never were able to get back into the running game because we, we just behind. went down. Yep. And yep. I feel like if you get the ball first and you're the Ravens and you know your running game is what you're best at, hands down. And yes, you, you, you want Lamar to be able to prove that he's not the running back that everybody thinks he is. Yeah. Or at least everybody thought he was. And it's just, there's, it can only go so much. You got to resort to I think, you, yeah, they're trying to prove with. a point instead of play the run until they actually stop it, which they, they didn't. They just, yeah. uh, in the red zone, we, we took a shot, and then on the second drive, we came out, we took a shot down to Andrews, he got hit, dropped it, and then we got a penalty that made it second and 20, and then we just punted away, and then another touchdown, another touchdown, and like you said, we're just behind, so then you're playing catch-up, so um, it was definitely a rough game with a little wake-up call. I'm, I'm, I'm really happy it happened week three and now week 15, because there's still plenty of time to make adjustments, and now they have film on things that they definitely need to work on, especially on the defensive side. Uh, I mean, just yeah. just shout out to Andy Reid. I mean, yeah, no, just, I think he. I mean, it was probably one of that first half. Every single time Mahomes dropped, like every time Mahomes went to throw, it seemed like his receiver was seven yards away from the closest yeah, it, player. Yeah, it just seemed, and also like Mahomes knew where to look the no, second yeah. he made that cut. Like, yeah, no, and Mahomes is just amazing as well. But I mean, I felt like no, yeah, was, I'm not trying was, to take the yeah. spotlight off of Mahomes. No, I was saying the first half performance. This time was more on Andy Reid scheming than Mahomes just being Mahomes. But like, yeah. Mahomes is also just going to be Mahomes. Mahomes yeah. suddenly dropped back eight yards, and he's like, hmm. Like, well, throw, like throw the long ball into like the, uh, the shovel pass to Sherman. Like that's Mahomes, like looking away and doing the shovel pass thing. Like yeah, oh, that's yeah. that's him being him. But like all the drives, like Harmon's wide open, Watkins wide open, Kelsey's wide open. That's just Andy Reid finding a weakness and then exploiting it. Because like they did this, they dropped. 27 and oh, should have been 34 if Harmon if catches the last ball on the best defense in the league. Or arguably one of the best defense yeah, well, in the league. Yeah, well, the best secondary in the league. Yeah, best secondary in the league. And then arguably top three, top five defense in the league. And I mean, that's kind of a statement. Picked them apart in the yeah. air, nonetheless. Yeah. It wasn't even just rushing. No, no. Which rushing they had a In the first half, they killed us in the air. Yeah, like, they, four uh, touchdowns in the air. Yeah, se- first, first uh, number one secondary in the league just absolutely torched them. I mean, it, it just looked like the. Cowboys going against the, any NFC East team. Like, yep. so yeah, no Mahomes had four, t- four passing touchdowns and then one rushing touchdown. And like going into that game, I'm gonna keep it real. I thought Mahomes was gonna have a low game. I thought he yeah. was. Gonna, I thought this was gonna be well, a slugfest. I thought if the the Chargers could hold him, 
week last eight. week. At least the Ravens would definitely do it. But I think being Monday night game against this team, I think Patrick Mahomes just knows when he needs to actually elevate his game. Because I remember watching the Chargers game from week two. I wasn't really worried about that game at all. I just knew they were going to just turn up in the fourth and win it. But like I think like he wanted to make a statement on national TV Monday night. And he did. And it didn't look like there was much you could do to stop it, to be honest. And for me, I feel like the, what separated us from the Chargers is the Chargers had a little more faith in their cornerbacks than just stick to them. They also, yeah, we should have just went to man I mean, as soon as it was getting burned. Yeah, and then I feel like we have Matthew Judon, who I think is fantastic. But they have Joey Bozo. Who is all pro? One of the best DNs you can ask for ever. Yeah, I mean, no he was, was he's still young, plays. but he's getting through every single time. And he was just—he was a menace for Mahomes. I feel like that was a difference. Was just pressure because even though we're blitzing, Mahomes—he may have felt the arm breezing, but he was still able to throw the, the the ball with his arms intact. Like, I just feel like if you're going to blitz, you gotta at least push the lineman into him to throw him off balance. Because he would still sit in a pocket, keep his balance, keep his composure, and then just throw a perfect pass. Yeah. No, the Chiefs in the first half were looking like almost unbeatable. And then, I mean, this isn't a huge part of it, but I feel like the fact that they don't, that the Ravens didn't respect Mahomes' ability to run the ball. Yeah. No, it's every week. Three first downs and then a touchdown. It's every week. There's no one, if no one plays contained, like he only had 26 yards, but like, all of his runs were first-down runs. Like, first down you have, if you have no one playing contain, he rolls out. Everyone's so worried about him hitting you over the top deep. And then he just, he's always great. He just runs, gets to the sideline, and he does a little jump, moves yeah. the ball across, and he gets it, he gets about a foot over the first-down mark every time. He did it to the tech, he did it to the uh, Chargers even worse when he did it for 20 yeah. yards. But, like, uh, Mahomes, you don't you don't put that contained guy on the outside because there's just not enough people. You either have to blitz him, you have to drop another guy in the coverage, and he's smart enough to use his legs. And he's not like a super fast player, but he he gets, he, there. He, he gets there and he and he knows that they're so worried about his arm talent and his amazing receivers downfield that there's no one there to watch it, there's no one there to stop it. So and he knows he has it. I mean, this was shown. This has been shown through the history of football. You don't have to be the fastest guy, but anybody can run for 10 yards without if everybody's 10 yards away. Yep. So I feel like Mahomes is just a dual. It's not dual threat, but he's a devil. He has. He's smart with it. He's smart. Yeah, he just knows, hey, the drop back in coverage, I can roll out to the right. Nobody. If he doesn't see anybody pick him up on the right, he's not going to throw the ball away. He's just going to run and get the extra yards. Yep. So. This is why he was ranked my number one quarterback going into the year. I mean, and Russell Wilson I think, too. I think yeah. him and Russell Wilson are the two unanimous ones. Like, you, if you don't have one of them on your top and uh, at your number one, then yeah. I would like to have a, like conversation with you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that was our week three reactions. Yep. 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 So this is uh, Ethan Shep. Nevin Silver. And my.